to contemporary worship. We are so glad that you are here this morning. I see a few people maybe enjoying conversation and coffee outside. Feel free to come on in. We're glad you're joining us. You should have gotten a connection card as you walked in this morning. Make sure you sign up for something on there. Write your name down. Make sure we know that you're here. And let us worship together. We invite you to stand for our opening song. Satan's done all it's dealing. And are you desperate for some healing? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Tell you about my Jesus. 
we invite everybody to pass the peace in any way that you feel comfortable, fist bump, high, shake.
today to think about ways that you might become a laborer for the harvest. And so the first way you can do that is that next week we are having a Grow Go Expo. And this will be in the narthex upstairs outside of the sanctuary between services. Now, if you usually attend this 11 o'clock service, we invite you to come a little earlier and head upstairs to see what we have to offer. Our worship service next week will start at 11.10. We give you a few extra minutes to check out the tables. There will be a lot of opportunities for you to get involved and plugged in here at Noblesville First, including uh, life groups, including studies, including opportunities for learning and service. So we really are excited about the GroGo Expo. Make sure to come a little early next week to be a part of that. And you can also give of yourself through donating blood and help save lives of accident victims, premature babies, patients with sickle cell disease, and so many more challenges. Make a difference in the life of someone like Daxton. That will be here at the church on Monday, October 3rd from 2 to 6. You can go to our website and sign up for your time to give the gift of life. We also have an author as our senior pastor. Pastor Nicole and her husband, Javon, wrote a book called The Big Picture. Oh, yeah. Heard some excitement there. And she is offering a Bible study on Thursday evening starting October 6th at 7 p.m. And if mornings are a better time for you, our own Carol Miller will be offering the same study on Mondays at 930. You can register for your attendance for that study on our website as well. And finally, it's that time of year, I hope, for each of you to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Because the United Methodist Women's Rummage Sale is coming up. So start getting your items ready. You can drop off at these dates. The 9th through 14th is when the sale is, but you can drop those items off any of those times and then shop on any of those times. So I don't know about you, but I'm ready to clean out some closets. So make sure you do that. All of those, those items that are donated and, and paid for, all of those go to our mission and ministries of the United Methodist Women. And finally, if you are here perhaps for the first time today, welcome. We are so glad that you are joining us. I am Pastor Jill, and Pastor Nicole will be giving us our message here in just a little while. And we want to make sure that you know that we can help you with anything that you're curious about for this congregation to get you plugged in here at the church. And now let us turn to Pastor Nicole as we continue our worship service. Praise band, excuse me. I If you would stand with us and sing this song. It's really a familiar song. It's called Amazing Love. I am forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. King would die for me. 
together. Lord, send your Holy Spirit to give us a fresh understanding of the scriptures this day. Challenge us and change our lives as we encounter your wisdom and truth through Christ, your living word. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we continue in our sermon series, Faith to Table. We kick this off with Pastor Mary Eileen unexpectedly preaching the parable of the sower. And then we follow that with a reading from Corinthians where Paul was inviting the people to play their part as waterers or as planters, recognizing that only God gives the growth. But today we return to one of Jesus's parables, the parable of the mustard seed. I'd invite you, if you have your Bibles, to join me in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, beginning at verse 30 and reading on through verse 32. Listen now to the word of God. Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that birds can perch in its shade. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm going to preach this morning on the theme Lessons from the mustard seed. Lessons from the mustard seed. Pastor Mary Eileen, have you ever wondered or imagined what it would be like when you finally make it to heaven and stand before the creator of the universe? When you finally have the opportunity to ask all of the burning questions you've been waiting a lifetime to hear an answer to. Well, you're not alone. One social media user posted this exact scenario saying, what would you ask God when you get to heaven? And millions of people from across our country and even around the world responded. And as you can imagine, some of their questions were theologically deep and, and quite serious. Questions like, are we born good? Or are we sinful from the start? Or why do bad things happen to good people? Or will there ever be a cure for cancer? Those are deep and abiding questions, questions that might keep you up at night or be on your list when you meet God face to face. But there are other questions, Pastor Jill, questions that I'm not sure that I would have the gumption to ask the creator of the universe, but millions of other people agreed were important. Biological questions like, God, 
what is the point of middle school? It just seems like cruel and unusual punishment. Has anyone ever gotten to heaven and said, thank you, God, for middle school? It was the best experience of my life. I don't have to ask you, God, they say. I know it didn't happen. Will you end this and change the course of human history? Or environmental questions like, God, what's up with the mosquito? I respect intellectual property, so I'm going to read this verbatim. Seriously, bro, can you just admit that this was a divine design flaw? Aside from making every family reunion I've ever attended unbearably itchy, why would you include mosquitoes in the circle of life? And finally, philosophical questions like God, I am going to ask you what everyone else wants to but is afraid to say. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? We've been, dating, we've been debating this for millennia, and I cannot enjoy heaven unless I know the truth. Please tell me. I won't tell anyone except for the millions of people who liked and shared this post. Now, while I wonder what questions you might have for God, when you meet God face to face. There's one that I have when I read our scripture this morning. God, why a mustard seed? Of all the metaphors that could be used to describe the kingdom of God, the dwelling place of the creator of the universe and the followers of Jesus Christ, why would God choose a mustard seed? After all, there is nothing spectacular about a mustard seed. It's common, it's mundane, and it's so tiny that if you blink, you could literally miss it. But maybe, maybe that's precisely the point. You see, too often we think of God as sitting on some golden throne way up there. And us living our mundane and everyday lives way down here. We think of the kingdom of God as otherworldly, inaccessible, and out of reach. And that only after we've proven that we are good enough, holy enough, faithful enough, or great enough, then and only then will we gain entry into this heavenly kingdom of God. But the mustard seed is not exclusive or out of reach. Biblical commentators teach us that the mustard seed was the kind of seed that could be found in any village or any city or any no-name marketplace throughout the entire region. Or, in modern parlance, the mustard seed could be found at Walmart, Kroger, Meyer, or if you're fancy, Williams-Sonoma too. It's one of those things that you could find anywhere and everywhere. And so, too, is the kingdom of God. Jesus is teaching us through this scripture that God's kingdom is not some faraway place off in the clouds. It's not some exclusive club that only the holiest of holies gain access to. But the kingdom of God can be found right here and right now. This reminds me of a dear friend of mine, Pastor Juanita Rasmus. Now, you may have heard of her name before as she is the co-pastor of one of the largest United Methodist churches in the country. She's a sought-after spiritual director, and she is the author of the best-selling book, Learning to Be. And as gifted and accomplished as she is, there, there's this thing that she does every time you talk to her that really annoys me. Whenever you talk to her, it doesn't matter if it's an appointment or, or just a casual hello, she interrupts you and says, just breathe. This is really irritating because if I was not breathing, we would not be having this conversation. And sometimes 
When I get her voicemail, I, I feel really lucky that I'm not going to be told to breathe. But even on her voicemail, she instructs you, just breathe and leave a message after the beep. Now, this really gets under my skin because without fail, she always says it, but then she follows it with these words. Because God is just as close to you as your very next breath. And that's all that Jesus is trying to teach us when he compares the kingdom of God to a mustard seed. He's trying to close the gap of the distance that we imagine between us and God. And instead, establish that God's kingdom is as close as our next breath. As accessible and present as a seed that we could find anywhere and everywhere. That's where the kingdom of God is. Not all the way up there. But right here and right now. And so the first lesson that we learn from this text is that the mustard seed is like the kingdom of God because of its proximity to us. But that's not all. It also teaches us about the possibility of God. Now, let me issue this disclaimer. I am no Katie Rogers, our, our farm manager that grows over 25 thousand servings of food alongside our volunteers at our church's own Teeter Organic Farm and Retreat. But I do have a working knowledge of agricultural, permacultural, and horticultural systems of production. No, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I just googled synonyms for agriculture, and those are the ones that showed up. But, but I, I don't really know anything about agriculture, but I do know this. A seed has everything within it that it needs to produce a harvest. Katie will, will correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time I checked, you don't need to add roots to the seed. You don't need to add leaves to the seed. You don't need to add flowers or branches to the seed because the seed already contains everything that it needs on the inside to produce a harvest on the outside. And I don't, I don't know who I may be preaching to this morning. I, I don't know where you are in your journey of faith. But when you hear that, you might be thinking, that, that sounds good. But I can't live that. Because I'm newly retired and I'm wondering if I have the energy to take on a new role in ministry. And God sent me here to tell you it's already in you. You might be right in the thick of it, running back and forth from work and soccer games and preschool pickups. And you're wondering if you have what it takes to raise a family who know and love Jesus. And I'm here to tell you it's already in you. You may have received a diagnosis that threatens your health or even your life, and you're wondering if you have the strength to undergo treatment, and I'm here to tell you it's already in you. Like a mustard seed that God has designed with everything that it needs to produce a harvest, God has designed you with everything that you need to produce your harvest of faith. You have within you the energy to serve in ministry. You have within you the endurance to raise your family. You have within you the, the faith to fight your fear. And you have within you the joy to conquer grief. It's already in you. And here it is. If it's not in you, you don't need it. Let me say that again because that's, that's hard for me to say when I'm on my way to the mall this afternoon. So let me practice. Nicole, you don't need it. It doesn't matter that it's on clearance. Put it down. You don't need it. Because here's the truth. We spend so much of our lives convincing ourselves that we need something outside of us instead of what's already inside of us. We think if we only had that gift, or that skill, or, or that position, 
or that salary or that opportunity or those children or that partner, then we could really produce something great. And while we focus so much of our lives on what we think we need on the outside, God is trying to focus us on what we need that is already inside. And it's easy. It's easy to miss because we can't see it on the surface. When we look at the mustard seed, we don't see the branches or the leaves or the roots or the flowers. But in the kingdom of God, there is always more than what we can see on the surface. We see only a mustard seed, one-eighth in diameter. But God sees a tree that can grow up to 30 feet. We see a barren couple, but God sees descendants that will outnumber the stars. We see a shepherd with a slingshot, but God sees a king who will slay giants. We see an average teenage girl, but God sees the mother of a Messiah. We see fishermen with nets and boats, but God sees disciples who will fish for souls. Because in God's kingdom, there is always possibility beyond what we can see on the surface. And even beyond what we can see in ourselves. And so maybe, maybe the question that God has for us today is can we see how God sees? Can we recognize that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed right here and right now? Can we see that we have within us everything that we need to produce a harvest of faith? And can we see the possibility deep beneath the surface? If you're not sure what your answer would be to that question or if your vision is a little hazy this morning, when you get home or when you sign off of our online worship, I want you to take a look in the mirror. I want you to really look at yourself and then to write down what you see. Not what you see on the surface. Not the wrinkles or the blemishes or, in my case, the gap between your teeth. Not what your teachers didn't see in you or your parents didn't see in you or your friends or even your frenemies. But I want you to see you the way that God sees you. Can you see it? A disciple who's faced pain and struggles but by faith is still here. Can you see it? A sacrificial giver with a legacy of generosity to leave. Can you see it? A worshiper with a song, not just to sing, but to live. Can you see it? A volunteer with a mission to serve the church, the community, and the world. Can you see it? A child of God full of possibility right beneath the surface. That's what God sees when God looks at you. What do you see when you look at you? As you consider this question, I want to offer one final observation about the mustard seed in the kingdom of God. We've learned that God's kingdom is proximate. It's right here. And it's right now. We've learned in God's kingdom that we have what we need on the inside to produce a harvest on the outside. And we've learned that there is possibility underneath the surface. But here's the last thing that this scripture teaches us. To see the fruit of the harvest, we will have to practice patience. You see, when a mustard seed is planted, there are seven steps. Germination, leaf development, stem elongation, inflorescence emergence, flowering fruit development, ripening, and senescence. I don't really know how to say that last word or what each of those stages means. Remember, my agricultural degree is from the University of Google. 
But here's what I know for sure. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. My five-year-old Isabella is learning this the hard way. She, she brought home this plant from school because in her classroom, they're learning all about plant cycles and how to make a garden grow. And she was given her very own pot with her very own soil and her very own seed, and she was so proud to bring it home and put it on the living room windowsill. And she'd put it there because just in case any neighbors came by, they could watch her garden grow. But then she woke up the next morning, bursting into our room, crying and screaming inconsolably. I asked her, what's wrong? And she said, look, it's not working. It looks exactly like it did yesterday. Now, you may not be five, but isn't that how we feel sometimes? We look at ourselves. We look at our church. We look at our faith, we look at our community, and we think it looks exactly like it did yesterday. But you see, the harvest that grows in pots in living rooms, in fields of mustard seeds in the Middle East, or in the kingdom of God, they all take time. Mustard seeds don't grow overnight, and neither does our faith. But day by day, month by month, year after year, God patiently grows what's beneath the surface. A faith from the smallest of seeds into the largest of trees. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's happening right here and right now. Because in God's kingdom, you are the harvest. Let us pray. Creator God, you teach in parables so that we might seek you to understand. And we thank you, O oh God, that through this parable, we learn how close you really are. How your kingdom has already come. And how your harvest is growing in each of us. Help us to believe that you have equipped us with everything we already need. Silence the voices of doubt and fear. Even when they are our own. Give us the spiritual sight to see beneath the surface. And the patient hearts to wait for the harvest to come in. Thank you for inviting us into your kingdom of grace, love, forgiveness, and growth. And help us to be your harvest of faith in the world. Be with us as we pray the words that you taught us, sang together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Today, as you come up for communion, I invite you to take a look at these mustard seeds that I'll place on the table here, and be mindful of how small they are. These came from the Holy Land. It says they came from the mountains overlooking the Sea of Galilee. And think about how much comes from something so small. And Pastor Nicole reminds us that, yes, it's in us. It's in us. And so much of that, God gives us and equips us for that purpose. 
And just as mustard seeds were as common as Walmart or as bougie as something you get at Williams-Sonoma, right? (laughs) So Jesus, on the night that he gave himself up for us, took something almost as ordinary, and it was bread. And when he shared that meal with his friends, he took that bread. He gave thanks to God. He blessed it. And then he broke it. And he gave it to his friends and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He also took the cup. He gave thanks to God. He blessed it and he passed it to his friends and said, take and drink. For this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Holy God, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on each one of us gathered here today and on these gifts of bread and cup. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ. Then as we come forward, we meet you face to face at this table. And that upon partaking these gifts, we feel transformed from the inside out. That just like a mustard seed, we are planted for a purpose. To grow into something magnificent for your kingdom. May we all feel welcomed in this space. May you send your spirit among us as we come forward this morning. This we pray. Remind you that the United Methodist table is an open table, so you are welcome, regardless of if you attend here or somewhere else. We just ask you come forward with open hearts to receive these gifts of grace that are from God and God alone. As you come forward, feel free to place your connection card or any offering you have in this basket. We have allergy-friendly, gluten-free communion here. And feel free to spend time at the railing in prayer, light a candle for someone or a situation that you'd like to lift up. This is your time to spend with God. So the table is open. We invite you to come forward. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close.
live into that promise, that we would become more aware of the presence of God around us, of the kingdom of God that's right here, right now, at work within us, growing our faith, growing our strength, growing our discipleship. And so now as you leave this place, may you discover more of God's kingdom and share it with all whom you meet. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.